This is the Data Privacy Detective, and it's January the 4th, 2019, a new year, and with me today is Jane Hill Shea. Jane, uh, you're the uh, co-chair of the Privacy and Information Security Group at Frost Brown Todd, a large uh, law firm in the United States. Welcome. Thank you, Joe. Happy New Year. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, 2018 in this privacy space, a lot of activity about Europe, the GDPR and all the troubles and so on, and you helped a lot of companies deal with that. Here we are, 2019, so no changes, right? Um, there's always changes <laughs> in this area, but uh, one that kind of uh, slipped in at the last minute was the um, findings from the second annual review by the European Commission of the Privacy Shield framework. Okay, and let's pause there. Now, what, what is the Privacy Shield? Give us a little background. Well, the Privacy Shield uh, addresses the transfer of data from the European Union to the U.S. By uh, companies that are processing that data in the U.S. So, like uh, employment data, how are the European employees employment doing, data, or customers, or things right, like that. Right, any kind of personal data, and its um, predecessor or or the protections that are intended to be addressed by this framework predate the GDPR. Yeah, the old the one got bounced by the uh, European Court of Justice. Exactly. It was called the Safe Harbor Program. Mm -hmm. Some folks may recall that. And the, as you said, the European Court of Justice found that it was not sufficient to provide the protections required by European law. And so uh, it, at the same time that the GDPR was uh, coming into effect, the uh, need continued for a mechanism to provide those sorts of protections. And after uh, extended negotiations between the European Commission and the Department of Commerce, they came up with a replacement program, which they call now the Privacy Shield. And this basically lets U.S. companies remain U.S. companies, not uh, you know do everything required in Europe, but do enough so that Europe's satisfied that that European personal information can be sent to the U.S. and business can go on. Is that the basic That's idea? That's right. And the Privacy Shield is actually useful for companies that are not even subject to the GDPR. Why is that? Because if a company in the U.S. is processing European data, it does not necessarily in and of itself make it a processor subject to the GDPR. But the company that is causing the data to be transferred that has retained the U.S. company as a processor has the obligation to make sure that the protections under European law follow that data across the ocean to the U.S. And they will require those sorts of protections in their processing contract with U.S. companies. Okay, and about, about 4,200 U.S. companies have signed up now to say uh, we will abide by the things that go along with claiming pr uh, the privacy shield. That's right. The, uh, the process and the, is the mechanism is a self-certification process that is administered by the Department of Commerce. They have a website that's devoted exclusively to the privacy shield, 
and the application process is on there and they administer the uh, undertakings that the self-certification process entails. And it is essentially a promise by the U.S. companies to provide the protections, things like transparency and um, full disclosure and uh, other concepts that are found in the European data privacy laws as well as the GDPR to extend those while that data is in the U.S. And it includes information security, but it is not exclusively information security. It extends to uh, the fair, what the Federal Trade Commission calls the fair information um, principles. Okay, and then the U.S. Commerce Department is sort of the policeman to make sure that the self-certification is real and that the companies are abiding by what they have claimed. Is the that Commerce the Department, idea? the Commerce Department administers the process for the self-certification and um, issues the approval when that process is complete. But the policeman is the Federal Trade Commission. Aha. Uh -huh. So the, the Commerce Department's there, kind of an investigator. And, uh, but, but the FTC can actually go after companies and find right. them if they deem it appropriate. And they've done that um, in the past year and a half that this has been in, in existence. And most recently, their um, enforcement actions were against companies that represented that they were certified under the Privacy Shield, but in fact he had not completed the process, or I think in one case had not even started the process. So out of the 4,200, about how many cases do we know of um, started? There have been, I want to say, eight, oh, 50 cases. That's right. That have been uh, referred to the FTC. and uh, That have been referred to the FTC. I think they've issued decisions on fewer than that. So, yeah, not so they may have case. found nothing wrong in some Correct. cases. Okay, so Correct. this is, a, well, now you mentioned the commission completed its second review, so what did the commission say? Good news or bad news? <laughs> so it was good news. Um, they found that the uh, program continues to suffice for what they call adequate protections, providing adequate protections to the data, and uh, they were pleased with the progress that had been made as a result um, with respect to recommendations they made after the first review. They were pleased to see that there was a more robust enforcement um, mechanism in place, that um, there was greater monitoring of the companies and um, their programs who had certified under the, under the program. They were happy that um, there had been progress made in nominating and placing, uh, filling empty positions on their oversight board. Um, so the, by and large, they were pleased with the progress that the uh, U.S. government um, agencies had made in response to their prior um, Recommendations. And do they have any uh, remaining issues they flagged? They do. They, the one remaining issue that continues to be a problem is the failure of the U.S. government to appoint a permanent 
ombudsperson. For, for data privacy from Europe. For data privacy from Europe. And what this person is um, charged with is addressing the um, requests by the federal government for personal data of EU citizens um, pursuant to subpoenas and um, the, the law enforcement um, initiatives by the federal government. That has been um, a continuing concern and was largely the problem, the reason for the original demise of the Safe Harbor program was that um, original concern. Yeah, the hope of Europe and the U.S. is to avoid another rejection by this by the European Court. And I, right. I think I'm right. There's, there's a case already pending challenging whether the privacy shield uh, should mm -hmm. be upheld or not, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And they did point out that they were pleased that um, the, uh, the Congress had reauthorized, although the Congress had reauthorized Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, which had um, been criticized by, by the European Commission as um, uh, being too uh, or insufficient um, transparency, that the reauthorization did not expand um, the powers of law enforcement, and it also introduced some limited additional privacy safeguards in the area of transparency. So they were pleased to see that. Okay, so it sounds like pretty good news going into 2019 for U.S. companies that sign up for the Privacy Shield. It's, it's uh, some definite form of protection for handling European data as long as you comply with what you say you're going to do. Correct. Is that the bottom line here for guidance this year? That is the bottom line. Um, we need to watch out for and keep our eye on what happens by February 19th of um, 2019 because that was the deadline that the Commission gave the U.S. to put a permanent uh, ombudsperson in that position. Well, so let's keep an eye out for we that. Need to keep an eye out for that. Um, we don't, they said failure to do that means that they can avail themselves of the GDPR's enforcement powers and so we're not entirely sure what that would look like but um, I think that their intention was to put the um, administration's feet to the fire, and hopefully that will um, uh, prove fruitful. One last question, and thanks so much for updating us on this. For companies that haven't signed up for the Privacy Shield, is it worth taking a look at it overall if you're processing data of European persons or you're, you're gathering it, even if it's somewhat incidental for maybe employees over there and other things, but not really uh, being a heart of your business? Is, is it worth taking a look at it in your view? It absolutely is, especially now that we've got um, encouragement from the Commission that they like how it's operating. It is really the only mechanism available for companies that are, are transferring their own intra-company transfers because the other mechanism that is most popular is, are the standard contractual clauses. But now these are clauses that the European Commission says pretty much have to be adopted as they're worded. Exactly. And they are typically used um, in processing agreements between unrelated companies. 
but you don't contract with yourself. So if you're handling your own subsidiaries data or European data of any kind for mm -hmm. your own U.S. purpose, good idea to take a look at this and may, maybe sign up for it. Absolutely. Well, Jane, thanks so much today. This is the Data Privacy Detective wishing everyone a Happy New Year, and remember, protecting your personal data begins with you.